mostly, although it's about deprivation and moderation and abstinence, but really we're going to emphasize humility today. So Michelle, drop us some red kite movement gift of the day. Here we go. When someone does exactly as you expect, do you acknowledge it? Or is it arms crossed, defiant, that's how it should be? Ew. If so, we fix that. Oh, that is repulsive. It's repulsive to me. Wait, what is my word? Repellent. Rep- <laughs> Repellent. The okay, idea. Hit, hit us with this. What, what's, what brought up this? What brought up this? Oh, do you want to go straight into hmm. story time? Gather around, children. <laughs> that was creepy. Let's do it. It's, it's Christmas Eve. We've got <laughs> some rapping to do. Yeah, We've got carolers outside yeah, yeah. waiting. We're going to make this. A great gift. Wait, I got it. I'm going to set the stage. Turn on the Yule log. And it used to be uh, when I grew up, it was on TV. It was on this, like, you know, channel that. Now it's actually a station on Netflix or something. It's not only a station on Netflix, but YouTube has like 50,000 different versions of the Yule log. No way. With different different Yules logs, different (laughs) music. Some of it's like lo-fi, like hip-hop. it's it's interesting. Hmm. And, and I'm not going to say either way. I, I actually listened to the lo-fi one. But let's put that on in the background. I can hear. I can hear the shears. That's what we used to call <laughs> scissors, scissors back in the day. I can hear the shears cutting through the Christmas wrapping. I can hear the A tape dispenser. Tape. Yes, scotch tape. It's like... Very good. Yeah. Am I a good... What do they call my... What what is the sound person called? It's better not a gaffer. I, I don't remember. My, my actually my brother in law's brother does that for a living. He was uh, up for an Academy Award for Apocalypto. I'm not, I'm not making that up. Fact yeah, check. He, he was he was he was legitimately it at the Academy Awards. Nice. Yeah yeah. Anyway, I can't. <laughs> sorry, Sean. I can't remember <laughs> what the what the title is that you carry. Uh, but I like what you did. He also helped me out on a project, so I'll share that with you someday. Okay. No, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Wait, can I even see from here where the hell our initial I, no, subject went? No, I, I do not. <laughs> not <laughs> even with your binoculars. No, and I it's am legitimately so sitting here, and Michelle can attest to this. I put my 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 hand up to my brow, and I was looking off in the distance symbolically because we have lost sight of our subject. So anyway, it's story time. That's where you were going, right? Story time. All right. Yule logs on. Yes. <laughs> Tape is cut. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for indulging us on our tangent, as we're famous for. Today's story. I'm an avid cyclist, as you know. Mountain bike, road bike. I do half centuries every weekend and in different locales. I love riding in Monterey. I love riding in San Luis Obispo in particular. So one of the journeys that I take is a pretty quick ride. It's it's about an hour each way from San Luis Obispo to Pismo Beach. And if you're hearing crinkling in the background, no, we're not wrapping gifts. I turned my mic off. Oh, <laughs> it's Michelle eating a Ricola. So I love to take that trip. It's 100% on the road. And San Luis Obispo, that that route that I take from 
slow to Pismo has a very small shoulder to ride on. It's not necessarily what I would call a bike lane. But I've come up with, you know, some friends that like to do it as well. And we all have our, our methods and how we, we go about it. And we ride in groups sometimes. And I will ride through Edna Valley. Edna Valley is no shoulder. It is like literally the line. When you look at the line on the road of the, the shoulder, the white line, it's literally they've painted the grass because it's so far to the edge of the... the... Dude, I think we get the picture. Okay. There's no bike space lane. for a bike. No. No bike None. lane. None. And it's hilly. So that makes it even worse because people fly over these hills. Could you describe these hills for us? <laughs> they're gently rolling, but they're also very intimidating. As a bicyclist, you're trying to do your best to get up and over them, and you're hoping that the car behind you can actually adjust to the fact that you're in the lane of, of traffic. And you're in the lane of traffic. For those of you who don't know, and damn you for not knowing this, Okay, David, now that we've got everyone's attention, slow your roll. Right, right. This is called action time. What? Is that code for commercial? Well, we don't have fancy sponsors. Yet. Hint, hint. <laughs> and our mission is to improve the quality of life of humanity. Facts combined, we need your help. So please, put us on pause. Accept our challenge and share this podcast with five, five people, people today. today. So that we can grow our community together. We can't fulfill our mission without you, our kite flyers. Thank, Thank you, you for, for your support. support. Now, back to our story. California state law, don't know if it's universal, but California anyway, is three feet. You need to give bicyclists three feet of space from your vehicle. Now, that's where the story becomes rich. When someone, I could hear them. And you might ask, well, how, what? You can hear them when in California they have the bumps in the middle of the lane, mm -hmm. right? Right. <clears throat> the reflectors. When they're coming up from behind me, I don't need a rearview mirror to know that they're moving out of the way and they're giving me more out than my around. three feet of space, yeah. right? So what do I do? I wave. I give them the you peace sign. Yep. My left arm goes up. I give them the peace sign that they see that. I appreciate and acknowledge that they've given me more than my three feet of space. What's been fantastic about this is my compadres who say, why do you wave at them? That's what they're supposed to do. I'm like, whoa, 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 back up. They're supposed to do it, but they don't necessarily have to do it. They're doing it. Why wouldn't you acknowledge them? Why wouldn't you reinforce them? Exactly. So I, every time someone gives me the space, I give them an affirmative appreciation. Now, here's the funny thing, because after they started complaining or razzing me for giving the cars their their they're just desserts, as we say, the, the, the uh, appreciation that they, they actually enacted this, I started taking notes and get this, and I'm going to publish this. When there's a car that comes up from behind me and I give them the peace sign for moving over, 
and there's another car behind them? They follow. They follow. Almost 90% of the time. Now, I know 90% sounds like a big number, and it is. I've done this experimentally. When I don't give the peace sign for someone that moves over, that second car. The, the third car doesn't. Yes. Do it. Yes. Hmm. And I had the ability to do a debriefing, which is part of the process of gathering information and studies. I've come to a stop sign at the same time because there's a stop sign that, that right at the Edna, end of Edna Valley to the main highway, <clears throat> I'll roll up on someone and say, okay, hey, why did you move over? Why did you move over when you saw me? Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, not everybody, but a lot of people say, I saw that you acknowledged the car that gave you the space. I saw your arm go up and I followed suit because you gave them appreciation. I'm like, mic drop. Wow. Mic drop. And so I go back That's to my huge. friends, but I go to them and I say, look, this is fact. When you raise your hand in appreciation to someone who moves out of the way for you as they're supposed to do, the people that are following that person will also do it as well. Mainly, and this is my interpretation, they like to be acknowledged. Sure. And why wouldn't you stack those odds? Right. Right? <laughs> it's your only your life in the balance. Yeah. I would do everything, yeah, aside from having bumpers on my bike. Right. Yeah. To Actually, you know what? You know somebody that was hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's an By interesting. By a suburban. Oh, God. I haven't asked you this before. Did you ever ask that person if they were the type that gave the finger sign of thank you for people passing? Or was it a, a total I, freak accident? I don't know. It was, yes, a, a distracted driver. Oh, God. Going 60. That sounds familiar. Hit him. Hit him. Yeah. Yep. And lucky to be alive today. Yeah. I think it happened 12 years ago. So interestingly enough and of course i'm not victim blaming at any level i wonder if there was a car before that suburban and if he gave them the peace sign of thanks for getting over that that suburban may have seen that and moved around them or yeah like they would have seen the car right move over and in that split right. second would have changed her trajectory yeah yeah thank you yeah no, that's uh, that's very uh, interesting, and I, I I'd be willing to bet that my method, and it, it really is nothing more than than just being appreciative and and having humility about it, is going to save lives. I'd be willing to bet that if more of the bike riders on the road showed a sign of appreciation, and you know it doesn't take anything, people. And God forbid, if, if you can't let go of the, the handlebar without veering into traffic, then please don't. Trust, trust your own abilities. I'm telling you, if you have the ability to raise your hand in acknowledgement of something that's expected from the drivers, it could literally save your life. It could save the life of the bicyclists in the future because what you're doing is you're creating this energy of appreciation for doing the right thing because i'll be honest with you i don't do the right thing all the time do you no 
No. But if I'm encouraged and there's some sort of dangling carrot that says do the right thing, I'm going to do it. Right. Aren't you? Yes. Right. So please, to be safe out there and and for drivers, because I'm a driver as well as a bicyclist, I move out of the way of bicyclists. And I can tell you, I never get the thank you. I don't think I've seen it more than once, literally more than once, where I clearly move over and the person doesn't give an ass about it. They just like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, nine and a half times out of ten, you're going to get that. Nine and three quarters time. I think I've probably seen it one time. You're right. And you know what? When I looked in my rear view mirror, it kind of was like, right on yeah exactly they acknowledged me you know what and that's really cool i want to do it again exactly oh my god michelle you just synopsized that perfectly and it gave you an energy boost it gave you this this electricity of oh wow right i got acknowledged for what i'm doing i think that's basic human nature and that's what the psychologists call positive reinforcement right you you do something you get acknowledged for it and you want to do it again right and, and when it comes to maybe sparing a life i think that's pretty damn important it's a win-win it's a win-win so i guess the whole summation of this is when somebody does something that you expect acknowledge it Mm -hmm. even though it's expected the waitress bought you brought you your food does that mean you shouldn't say thank you a guy opens a door for you oh there it is say thank you (laughs) <laughs> there it is. <laughs> or, we had a previous discussion about this. Or someone holds the door open for you, period. Right. Right. They're, they're, why spare the thank you? Is, is humility that much of an issue for us? I think, unfortunately, it is. All right. So, Michelle, do you hear that noise? That could only mean oh, one thing. There it is. It is the school bell. We've got some homework to do, and I know you've queued up a doozy. Lay it on us. Now, it's not too, too hard. It is Christmas Eve, David. I was going to say, so are you really going to assign homework on Christmas we're Eve? We're going to All do right. a small, tiny one. Okay. I want you to think of something small, something teeny, obscure, this tiny little occurrence that is totally not out of the ordinary. <laughs> And I want you to genuinely give thanks or a token of gratitude. I like it. In something so mundane. And see how that person reacts or how Mm. they don't react. Oh, oh, oh. Especially now that this is Christmas Eve. And how does that make you feel? Oh, my. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. Yes. There we go. Yeah. No, that is brilliant homework, and it's homework that I wish – can I say that? Should I say this? I'm going to roll the dice. I may, be, I may edit this out. Okay. Growing up as kids, my sister was terrible at receiving gifts. <laughs> she would get, like, a gift that she didn't really want, and then she wouldn't acknowledge it and <gasps> then toss it over her shoulder. Oops. Uh, and we were not spoiled by any means. But, yeah, maybe That's that tough. was the 80s. That was like the precursor to the millennials. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. All right. I'll probably edit that out. All right. So, Michelle, a bit of wisdom bombs dropped. And you, I'm sure, have a mic drop moment. What might that be? 
folks, do you think no one is watching your act of kindness? Mm. You're wrong because it's contagious. Oh, I love this. Get out there and fly that kite. Yeah, Koki. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement. Thank you.